Thursday, May 25th, it's the Just Baseball Show. I'm Arm Layton. He's Peter Apple, and we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going all around from the minor league prospect report that I'm going to update you on. But the more important thing that I'm excited to talk about here is contenders versus pretenders. We're going to go through just about every single team that's not dead last or way up there in first. And we're going to decide if they're contenders or pretenders. Peter, you and I went over the teams that we want to discuss, but... I don't know what you, I mean, I have a decent idea usually with you at this point. You know, we talk so much about baseball, but I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm interested to see where we line up and maybe where we don't with this contenders and pretenders thing. Please don't be too mean to us if we say your team's a pretender. I, I, just, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's the number one way people are going to get pissed off at us, but looking forward oh, to it. That's the same thing. Jack and I just did um, the most terrifying hitters and we already get, are getting comments of like, you forgot this guy. You you said too much about this guy. It, it's the name of the game, but we're here to do it. We love it. And we love all the feedback, whether that be on our YouTube um, where you can obviously watch and then leave comments based on what you hear on the episode. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button uh, for more baseball content. But you said one thing that I don't agree with already off the top. You said, more importantly, we're going to be playing contender or pretender. And you said, more importantly than your prospect report. <laughs> For me, it's my favorite time of the week because yeah. I like to just geek out and listen to you unveil the dictionary of all the <laughs> prospects that are hot right now. And I'm sure other fans appreciate it, too. Like, we're already hearing Ellie De La Cruz steam towards getting a call up. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he was a couple years out. Like, I, I could see the talent. I know it's like. It's crazy, so he could realistically get called up, but I'm seeing steam towards it. So I want to hear about all that yeah. stuff. But yes, I am excited to do <laughs> I contender or pretender. No, I'm I'm excited because I was geeking out and we'll talk about it on the Tulsa Drillers, Dodgers double A. We'll get into that. I'll break it all down in the prospect report section of things. But dude, that might be the best, at least performance-wise, the best minor league pitching staff I've ever seen. I'm gonna throw the numbers at you. You're gonna you're gonna vomit. It's insane. Uh, but let's get into contenders and pretenders. And also a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by BetMGM. Use code JBFans or just baseball for different offers. And the link is in our podcast description. Yeah, Some basically you can use code on. J. Yeah, use code JBFans. Wager ten dollars on any MLB money line, and you'll receive one hundred dollars in bonus bets. If you use code Just Baseball, it's kind of for the bigger betters, right? Risk free one thousand dollar bet. If you use code Just Baseball, gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. But definitely use if you're thinking about wagering on any of these contenders or pretenders. Because we might pull up the betting lines, Arm, yeah. and see where these teams kind of are. And I got everything loaded up. So we're going to go through the divisions, Wonderful. talk about, you know, like, yeah, the Rays are contenders, right? Like, we can go past yeah. them. But we're basically going to be talking about teams from second to fourth place in the division. Because the Cardinals, right, are in fourth place. But they are surely a contender, right? But the Tigers, 
are in what third, fourth place, second place? I think they're in second. I, I, I don't that, even know that anymore. Cluster, that cluster fuck of a division, they're in second place. Yeah, exactly. But we're going to talk about them all, so I'm excited. Yeah, and also it's it's up to 1,000, right? Uh, the, the prom- MGM's offering so many awesome promos with the codes that I mix them up. But to get that that bet matched or whatever, or like to get it get your money back, it doesn't have to be 1,000, right? It could be 100, it could be 200, it could be up to 1,000. Exactly. Up to a thousand risk free, risk free bet on BetMGM using code just baseball. And then one other thing, you know, it, for, for those that may not be better is when we cite the odds when we're talking about a team, I, I think it's just important. You talk about implied probability. Nobody's going to be or very few. I mean, you, you technically are edging out Vegas over the last two years, but but nobody's going to be more on the ball about where teams are at than Vegas. So it's always a great barometer, even if you're not a better just to see what the expectation is, you know, like what what Vegas is projecting, you know, for some of these divisions. Like you said, Vegas kind of tipped their hand with with some of them before the year. And a lot of those teams have, have ended up struggling. So usually they have a lot more info than us. Usually they're right. Not always. Um, but that that's why we like to cite the odds too. beyond MGM being the sponsor of our podcast. It also really helps to show where these teams stack up in the eyes of the almighty algorithm, which is going to be better than any of our brains for the most part when it comes to the whole league. So glad you brought that up. A perfect example. Very few people on planet Earth were not picking the Cardinals to win the division going into the season. And what did I say off the top of that big preseason thing? I was like, guys, red alert. I don't know why. But the Cardinals are only minus 110 to win the division. So basically what Vegas was saying is they're giving them a 52% chance to win the division. I'm sure everyone else was like 52%. They have a way better chance of winning the division. Look at the Brewers who might sell at the deadline. Pirates and Reds aren't ready. The Cubs, they have some nice veterans, but no way they're ready to compete. And the Cardinals are currently in fourth place. So people like to push aside the odds, say they don't matter. They, they tip their hand a little bit like they'll show you what they really think about teams. So it's important to kind of go over the odds, check that barometer, but also use our baseball brain because yeah. you can occasionally find value in places that you might not think so. 100 percent. So let, let's jump into it. Obviously, like we'll go division by division. I, I'm going to just talk about the, the the order just because, you know, for those that may not have checked the standings in a little while, like. This might be a way to kind of refresh as you're on your morning commute or whatever you might be doing. So we'll start with the AL East. We don't need to get into the Rays, but they're obviously in first place at 35 and 15. They're obviously contenders. Orioles, dude, they're freaking good. They're 31 and 17. We've talked about them. They're obviously contenders. I think the Yankees are obviously contenders at 30 and 20. Given all of the adversity that they've faced, Rodon finally throwing again. Fingers crossed, Peter, that he's going to be all right um, and, and that he can get back on the mound. The fact that they're doing this without Seve, without without Rodon, without a lot of their other guys, like it, it is very impressive. They're obviously contenders. Do we even really need to go into the Blue Jays that much? I mean, they have the same record as the Red Sox. Obviously, we came into this year much more bullish on the Blue Jays. I, I, I could actually understand a pretender's argument here based on the pitching. I, I, I obviously think they're contenders. So I'll, I'll kick it to you on the Blue Jays as one of the two teams that we're really going to dive into in contenders versus pretenders here in the American League East. So we are speaking directly after the Blue Jays won 20 to 1 against the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, because <laughs> Luke Rayleigh came in, Christian Bethacourt came in. So a lot of runs were scored late in that game. So, yes, I mean, I would say that the Blue Jays are contenders. Funny enough, Fangraphs, this is not from a betting angle, but just 
they give the Blue Jays a 53.2% chance to make the playoffs. The Orioles, who are five games above them, they have a 31 and 17 record compared to the Blue Jays at 26 and 23. Orioles are at a 42% chance to make the playoffs. So by Fangraphs, when they're modeling out the entire season, they still give the Blue Jays a better chance than the Orioles. Interesting. And when you look at how the Blue Jays rank in terms of OPS, they rank ninth in Major League Baseball, fourth in batting average. The starting pitching has not been very good in a couple of spots. But Chris Bassett is still doing his thing. Kevin Gosman has still been that ace. So if they get solid performances from Jose Brios, which they did against the Tampa Bay Rays, like I think the Blue Jays rotation is very polarizing because Alec Manoa went from third in the American League Cy Young voting last year to arguably one of the worst overall pitchers. And like, we know what Brios did last year, but he's been better Kikuchi. Like it's a very tough rotation to gauge, but I do think the bullpen is above average and the offense is just so crazy. I think it would be terrible for us not to say that they're contenders, even though they're in last place. I think that speaks to how competitive the AL East is not to, oh, are the Blue Jays contenders? I think they definitely are. A hundred percent. I'll give you one last question on the, on the Blue Jays. Right now, they're 13th in Major League Baseball in starting pitching war. Um, mm-hmm. If they hang around there all year, they're making the playoffs, right? Like that's exactly. if they hang around 13, that puts them right between the Marlins and the Giants and, and also ahead of the Yankees. They should be fine if they're they should be there. fine. But you can also hold, think Chris Bass has got to hold up his end of the bargain, though, for them to do that. Or you're going to need Manoa to get better. But I think all of that's going to even itself out. Manoa's not going to be this bad. Maybe Bassett comes down to earth a little bit. Like, I think it all will kind of even out with that rotation. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting. And I think, especially in the regular season, right, they hedge it with a pretty solid bullpen. Like, I like what they have back there, right? Nate Pearson has been a revelation. I'm glad that he's now in the bullpen and throwing cheese, right? And you still have Jordan Romano as one of the best closers in Major League Baseball, right? When we go through the rest of the bullpen, there's not that many, you know, bad spots. Eric Swanson has been legit. Yimi Garcia is still solid. Tim Meza, Adam Simber, right? And then you still, like, their worst arm might be Anthony Bass, who's not that bad. Like, I actually think on the Blue Jays, everybody thinks about offense. You think about Kevin Gosman. But I think the most underrated aspect of this Blue Jays team is their bullpen. I think it's above average. Yeah. Well, if, if that's the case, if that sustains the whole year, then then they're in good shape. So the Red Sox, same record. Um, and, and you we got to give them credit. They're they're off to a great start, all things considered. One of the main things considered is that their starting pitching ERA is I think fifth worst is fifth worst in Major League Baseball behind only Oakland or I guess ahead of only, I should say, Oakland, Cincinnati, <laughs> Colorado, and the Kansas City Royals. That's not a group you want to be in, but ironically, no. guess who's guess who's right after them? The Mets. So mm-hmm. 5.5 or 5.36, excuse me, ERA for their team. But Tanner Houck just put out a gem <laughs> right as we were like slandering, saying, oh, he can't go third time through the lineup. He went third time through the lineup. Chris Sale, like, looked, has looked better. We'll see. Like, he continues to show us flashes of Chris Sale. They've also relegated Corey Kluber to the bullpen, which can only help them no matter who they throw out there in replace. The lineup's better than we thought. You got to give him credit there. But contenders is tough for me. And we are we are very much difficult on the Red Sox. We're hard on them. Uh, but they finished in last last year. They obviously went made it pretty far the year before that. They made it to the ALCS. But 
Contender or pretender, Peter, at 26 and 23? I think it's on your definition of contender. I was thinking about that, too. We, we probably should lay out the definition of a contender, which I'm glad you just said that. I would say within two games of a playoff spot by the end of yeah. the year. I mean... Like the final series of the baseball season mattering. Like you're not eliminated in your final series of the baseball season. How about this? Do I think they finish above 81 and 81? I think then if you finish with an above average record, if you're in the 83 to 85 win range, you're a relative contender. You're going to be in it until the season ends. Yeah. I still have this team as like a 79 to 81 win team. Yeah. Like I'm not moving really far off that. I know that they're going to get Trevor Story back. And the offense has been crazy, crazy good. You're going to get Masataki, who was awesome. Exactly. Who's awesome. Masataki Yoshida has been awesome. Alex Verdugo has been awesome. Rafael Devers has been awesome. But how long is Justin Turner going to continue to hit? Is Jaron Duran a flash in the pan or is this real? I'm very interested. Hernandez has objectively not been very good. Like they're not a very good defensive team, right? I like that they're getting Garrett Whitlock back, but let's see how James Paxton looks in August. But at the same time, Brian Bayo has been excellent. Tanner Houck, you know, you talked about it before and you broke it down beautifully. The fact that he's most likely a reliever, but he's turning in good starts. Yeah, he can't, like, can't fall. And then the bullpen, like we bash on it. And it's 13th in ERA. Will that continue? I don't know. There's a lot of older guys in there. This Red Sox team, I think, is one of the hardest to evaluate. 100%. Because they are outdoing our early expectations but they're kind of doing it in the way that we thought was possible, right? They're doing it on their offense. We never said anything about the offense. We're like, they're going to hit. We know that. That is what's going to make them at least relevant in Major League Baseball. They're going to hit with any team. We were worried about the starting rotation. We were worried about the bullpen. I still have those same concerns about the bullpen and how old everybody is. Like, if we look at just the bullpen age, Right. You got a 36 year old closer and you got a 37 year old setup man. And Joely Rodriguez is 32. Right. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at these guys like Pavetta's back there now. Corey Kluber's back Corey there Kluber now. And Pavetta back there is nuts. But the, it's, it's been holding up its end of the bargain. It, yeah. It, and they get Whitlock back on May 27th. Saturday. Yeah. And so, Whitlock, that he looked, he looked fantastic before going down. Like, if Whitlock is what he was, then all of a sudden I'm feeling a lot better about this team. I, and I'll tell you what, the, the number one thing that I was highlighting was the catching situation. I thought it was going to be a disaster. Connor Wong's been good. We'll see if it sustains, but he's been good. And Reese McGuire has been good. Like both of these guys have been very solid catchers. So everything's gone really well for the Red Sox, all things considered. And they're three games over though. I think Casas is going to swing it better. I think some guys might come down to earth. I think Devers is going to swing it better than he has, to be honest. And Yoshida looks like a machine. Verdugo, I'm buying what he's selling. This is a guy we Me talked too. about on the other podcast. We, I think I talked about it with Jack. Like this guy said he wanted an extension and then has backed it up with the best season so far of his career. I, I'm very much buying that. The question is the rotation. And I think that it's not good enough to be a, you know, uh, an impactful playoff team. I don't, I don't fear them at all. But I do think that they can weasel their way into the wild card at the end if, if everything goes right. Is that a contender or not? I think they're right on the edge. And I think I think it's harsh 
to say they're not contenders given what they're doing right now. I, I think you've got to put them in the contender bucket. I think you have to. Because they're not the pretenders. Same, they're not pretenders. That's the thing. N- but they might be. They might think be. About, think about this for a second. Hasn't it been best case scenario so far? And they're 26 and 23, right? What could have gone better for them? I guess sale is back to Cy Young sale, but nobody ever thought he'd be back to Cy Young sale. We thought he'd be better, you know, and he would give them innings, but no one was like, all right, yeah, we could pencil sale in for a 280 ERA. Like, I guess technically you could say that's best case scenario. Kluber, Kluber being a, a, a six, six, three ERA guy when they paid him 10 mil, we were expecting that, but I, I guess it's, not best case, but I do agree. Like most things are going best case as well. Like Kenley's been amazing, right? Like this I has mean, gone as well as they could have hoped. Yeah. Durant. And they're 26 and 23. Like are we supposed to buy in now after everything's gone kind of exactly how everyone Red Sox fans would have hoped. And then now we buy in like, let's look at the odds for a second. Let's look at what bet MGM thinks. Yeah. I'm so right now, bet MGM has the Rays at minus 185 to win the division. They have the Yankees at plus 400, so that would be second. Blue Jays at plus 650. Orioles at plus 800. Red Sox are plus 3,000. Holy crap. Yeah, like, am I supposed to buy in you right now when everything's play? going according to plan? You don't think that's a value play? No, I don't think that's a value play. I mean, like, maybe based on the math, like, you could argue it, but I ain't putting my money on that. Yeah, that's a $10 sprinkle at best. Um, or Red Sox Nation. They'll just yeah. donate it to BetMGM. Good thing yeah. is they get the bonus bets, yeah. so they get it back. Uh, but like, sure. don't just Col- donate. Colby will be all over that. Col- we could, Col- we could. People could clip this, and then they win the division, and everything keeps going according to plan, and we'll wear it. But yeah. at this point in time, like everything has gone according to plan, and obviously exceeded the plan. I can't buy in now. No way. I, I, I can't say contender. But I also can't say I can't that they're say flat pretender. out pretenders because they're not. But like they're, they're a good base. They're a decent baseball team. You know what we have to do? Exceeded my expectations. You yeah. know what we have to do? What do we do? We're on a podcast arm. We have to make a decision. We have to be one of those loud mouths on a WFAN. <laughs> we got to yell about something. Yeah, just, just say shit we don't mean. No, but uh, our real opinion is we are still unsure at this point. So but, here's the but thing. for the art of making a decision. I have to stick to my guns then. I have I have money on this team. Like I'm going to be transparent as possible. <laughs> I have money on this team finishing in last. So like I, I'm going to I'm going to wear it. again. They've exceeded my expectations in in just about every way. I'm going to say <laughs> if we have to pick one, I I I will say it's with an asterisk. But I, if I have to pick one, I'm going to say pretender. I, I'm going to stick on that side. So I thought before the year, I'm not going to let. 49 games into the year, changed my mind on that. I, I think they're much better than I thought they'd be, but I'm still going to go pretenders because I still think they finish in last. Like Me all things too. considered, I still think they finish in last, which is not as much an indictment on them. It's more of a testament to the division. But exactly. They're I'll, in go a pretenders. Ver- I'll go in the American League East. They're pretenders. I will as well. If the Red Sox were in the American League Central, which we're about to get to, they oh. might end up winning the division. Oh, I, right. I, I, I would. But I would in this be, division, be, if they finish last, you're not making the playoffs. And the mm-hmm. point of this podcast is pretender or contender. Are you going to be in playoff contention? If they finish in last, they won't be in. So, and Vegas has them at plus 3000. Yep. Right. And they have a better record than the blue Jays. Yep. They're telling you something. I'm going to go with the books and I'm going to say that the Red Sox don't make the playoffs. 
And I'm I'm actually saying they are pretenders. I'm not even going to flip flop. I just they are pretenders, in my opinion. So let's get to the central twins. We don't need to talk about too much, even though they're 26 and 24. They were really high on your power rankings. We talked about it. I, you know, I'm pro twins over here. Yeah, but they made me look like an idiot. Arm. They've been horrible since. I know they've sure. been horrible since. I think Carlos Correa is dealing with plantar fasciitis, but Edward Julian went yard. Royce Lewis about to be back. I, I, I like I like this team, but we can talk about them very quickly. I'm going to say contenders. They're super deep. Um, you know, in terms of their 40 man roster, they could they can make trades if they wanted to even more so with all the talent that they have. I I think they're going to be just fine. They are in a little bit of a scuffle right now, but I, I with Joe Ryan looking like a Cy Young contender with the rest of the guys, you know, playing pretty darn well. Buxton's been a lot better as of late. I, I like this team a lot. I, I still think that they're going to kind of run away with this division. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to run away with the division, but I agree with you. I mean, right now they're second in starter ERA. Joe Ryan and and you mentioned and Sonny Gray have been unbelievable, as has Bailey Ober. And getting production from Louis Varland has been great. And then you look at a Pablo Lopez who, you know, solid. of course, yeah, is just solid. And right now he's hurt, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is he hurt? He's dealing with something. Maybe he's not hurt. But again, doesn't matter. He's in the rotation. Uh, but if you could check on that for me. Yeah, I'm right. I look at an offense and there's some holes there, right? You go to the bottom of the lineup and you got Farmer, Castro, Vasquez, and Taylor. You know, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I am a fan of the top with Gallo, Correa, Kirloff, Buxton, and Julianne. So I, I do like this team. I also like their bullpen a lot. Duran and Jackson. Duran did today? Yeah, I mean, he's hitting 105. I mean, he's just I mean, The swings were comical. Yeah. You were seeing guys, that it was like you had the pitching machine cranked up from 15 feet away. These guys were swinging when it was in the catcher's mid. I've never seen I've never seen that bad of swings from major league hitters, like consistently on fastballs. I know his, just, whatever he throws aren't really fastballs, but like it's a fastball. They're just an interesting team because the top part of their team is so freaking legit. Then the bottom, like you look at the top guys in the bullpen, right? Duran, Lopez, Jax. You're like, great. But then you look at the bottom and you're like, do you think that like Jose De Leon and Cole Sands and Giovanni Moran and Pagan and these guys are like going to get you outs in big spots? Like, I'm not confident in that. They haven't shown that this season. And like, I like their rotation a lot, but then half their lineup, I don't believe in. Like, I like this team right now. They're minus 330 to win the division. So Vegas is basically saying, yeah, we we think they are the prohibitive favorites and they are. And that's why they're in the contender bucket. I just don't see them running away with it because the Guardians have not been playing well. And the Twins haven't taken that and just launched off into another stratosphere, right? So that's why I feel bad. It's like I ranked the Twins pretty damn high, and I, I'm i regretting that one. I think they are very good, but six, that was a reach for me. I like I like the position that they're in with with all of the upper level upper minor league guys, you know, from Edouard Julian who comes in and hits homer today. You're hoping Miranda bounces back. I still think very highly of him. Yeah. You, you have Walner, Larna, Kirilov. Like, there's so many guys that I'm interested to see who they trade, how they how they acquire some more talent and continue to load the team up. But it's really on the Guardians to keep it close, and we'll get to them in a second because. They come up next because or after this team because they're in third. Ahead of them is somehow the Detroit Tigers who check in at 21 and 25. I I, I don't really think there's going to be much discussion here. <laughs> they're obviously not contenders in my eyes. It is nice to see them playing better. Uh, it is nice to see them not sucking. But 
realistically, I mean, they've been playing well as of late. I love Erod. I think I think Erod. I mentioned it. I think he's going to be the best trade chip pitching wise on the market. Yeah, they've they've been getting good contributions overall from Michael Lorenzen, who looks like he may have figured something out. Their rotation is is bad, but not the worst. It's not as bad as we thought it would be. They should get some guys back off the IL at some points, but this team's just not that great. It's not a disaster like it was. It's just not that great. I'm. They're they're pretenders. I, they're not even pretending to me though. They're they're just not that good. No, yeah, I mean they're they're pretenders too. And it's just funny. It's like we talk about Eduardo Rodriguez, who's the best pitcher on their team, and all we're talking about is him getting traded. And I assume that's in the mind of Tigers, right? Like Eduardo Rodriguez is having a great season. Is he going to be pitching on the team in September? Probably not, right? So it's like they're going to lose all these guys. They could probably be in for a really tough second half. But at the same time, Tigers fans like let's enjoy right now, right? Riley Green is heating up. We have an article on our website right now about Riley Green. Yeah. Spencer Torkelson looks better. Like, that's the point. It's you're building something. You got a high draft pick. You're building a farm system. This is a new regime with Scott Harris. The window was not supposed to be open this year. Yeah. The, their win total was like 67 and a half. The fact that they go over that exceed preseason expectations gives you hope for the window is opening sooner rather than later. And that's what I think Tigers fans are in hopes for. Like this season is just fun to watch, right? They've had a lot of walk-off wins. I keep talking about Matt Veerling because I like his AB. Veerling's been gas. He's been actually really really good. Kiel Badu's been good. Like they've had some good players. And like it's exciting to watch Tigers baseball. Yeah, but at the same time, much, like much more watchable, which is which is nice to see. Yeah, definitely. like the Astros are second in the AL West, and the Tigers are second in the or in the AL West for the Astros, the American League Central for the Tigers. Like, I mean, come on now, who do we believe in? Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's 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 nice to see the Tigers playing better. Obviously, not contenders. Guardians are an interesting one here, man. So they check in at twenty one and twenty eight. They are not playing great baseball. And they nope. lost again today. I think nope. as, as we, you know, the day we record this, they, we know what they've got, right? They've got a ton of pitching. They've got Jay, they've got Jose Ramirez, who is not playing to the Jose Ramirez standard right now. He's still been no. good, but not to his standard. Stephen Kwan has not been playing to his standard. Andres Jimenez has been poor. Their lineup has been really just a disaster. Josh Bell has been terrible. Will Brennan up until the last couple of days had not hit anything. The offense can't be worse. It's that simple. The offense cannot be worse. Tristan McKenzie already on the mend. Watched a rehab start of his. He looked fantastic. Velo was back. He looked good. Zanino showing signs of life, which he could not have been worse if he tried over the last few weeks. Like, How concerned are you about this team, and especially the offense? They have a ton of trade capital. They have an unbelievable farm system. They have more pitchers waiting in the wings, which isn't, that's not really their issue. They do have other offensive prospects, but counting on offensive prospects, I think is a little much given how bad their lineup has been. Where are you at on the guardians as a guardians truther? It's embarrassing to watch this team hit arm. It's bad. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's just embarrassing. Last year, Andres Jimenez was one of the best second basemen offensively in Major League Baseball, not even mentioning the glove, which is all world. Jose Ramirez was easily one of the best players in baseball. Hasn't been like that this year. Josh Naylor has not been the same guy. I think he's going to get better, and he has gotten better, but still, like he has to be way better. Josh Bell has been bad, right? Stephen Kwan is not hitting 320. He's in like 270, right? It's been a little bit of a drop-off for him. 
But Andre Jimenez is that guy. I think he's such an X factor in this lineup. Hit seventh all year last year for him and was just in every big spot you can imagine. Runners on second and third. He's getting a run in. I'm watching him against the White Sox and I'm even here in the Guardians booth talk about him like depressed. Yeah. Watching him hit because like, what the hell happened to you, dude? And I know he was due for regression based on a lot of batted ball stuff, but I thought the bending of the shift would actually help him. He's just rolling over to the first baseman. That's all he does. Every single AB. It's been embarrassing to watch him hit. Now, was he going to get better? I think so. I'd hope so because he's more talented than this. But you go through the lineup and you're like, who's going to drive in runs if it's not J-Ram who's getting pitched around? Because why in the world would you ever pitch to him? But then I look at the Guardians and I'm like, shit, when they're healthy, you got Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill, Bybee, Allen. Fuck. That's with, good. Then you Gavin the Williams. Gavin Williams, one of the best Williams pitching prospects in up. baseball, knocking on the door. I, exactly. Like what? I mean, and then you look at the bullpen. It's still great. But I'm just like, well, how many three, two games can you win this year? How many two, one games? Like you need your pitching to be so damn good. It's almost like the complete opposite of the Red Sox. Right. Oh, if you could put these teams together, they'd- if you could put these teams together, they'd win the World Series. Yeah. It's like the Red Sox have the opposite problem where I'm like, I don't like they have to win games nine to eight. The Guardians, I'm like, they have to win games two to one. It's just well, you, you well, can't win games multiple ways with these two teams. It's really hard to buy the Guardians right now as a guy who has a Guardians to win the division ticket yeah. as a guy who has the Guardians over win total. Those are probably losses. I'm <laughs> hoping for the best. We talked to Bobby. He said they're going to get going. I believe him. Yeah, I hope so. But it's like, it's hard. It's hard to watch this team hit and be like, yeah, I'm still buying stock. 226, 299, 344 slash line. That's a 77 WRC plus. That is the worst in Major League Baseball. It's embarrassing. 30 home runs. 30 as a team. That is the worst in Major League Baseball. Think about that. 30 home runs as a team. I could find you several teams with two players who have 30 home runs, I think, combined. How many does Pete Alonso we're like have? at the th- we're like at the thirty percent mark of the season. Yeah, like this isn't like oh you know like you know it's so early. Like now is the time where we start to look at these teams. At this time in twenty twenty, we were getting ready for a playoff run. I know that's obviously you know you throw that season in the garbage in terms of sample size, but like a fifty game sample. We kind of starting to see who you are, and like no, hopefully I, they turn around offensively. The pressure's on. Like, the pressure's, pressure's on. on. I, I'm saying pretenders because I don't think that you can compete with an offense this bad. And even if some guys come to life, it's just such a hard way to score runs. A bunch yeah. of of spray the ball type hitters. I think they're clearly not going to hit a lot of home runs. You hit on the, the fact that J-Ram, he's walking at a 12% clip. Why would you pitch to that guy? Let Mike yeah. Zanino beat you over the wall. Can you get yes. like Josh? Josh Bell hits after... Um, J-Ram, like I'm pitching to Josh Bell every single time. Three home runs. For who? That's how many home runs the guy that's protecting uh, Jose Ramirez has. Yeah, nice protection, Josh Bell. And here's the home run totals by by player. Leader on the team is Josh Naylor with seven. I think he is coming to life, though, like you said. J-Ram with six. Then you have a bunch of dudes with three. Tied for three is Andre Semenis, Mike Zanino, Gabriel Arias, and then Josh Bell. I, I just don't feel good about the offense. And I think it's the, the pitching is going to keep them afloat, but 
but I think the offense is going to eventually weigh them down and I'm going to go, I'm going to go with pretenders here and I can't believe it because I love the guardians too, but I'm going to go pretenders, but I, I could see myself eating this one, but I, I, I can't, I can't say anything else. If I'm going to call the Red Sox pretenders, I got to call the guardians pretenders. I think that's fair. The thing is, I believe in starting pitching over offense, like yeah. over the course of a regular season. Mm-hmm. So when it's like, it's, you know, one or the other, I still would take the guardians Vegas. I mean, the odds on BetMGM are still not outlandish, right? Like the white Sox are plus 900. The guardians are plus 270. Like there's the Vegas bookmakers still think that the guardians have a decent chance of winning this division. They think the twins should be the prohibitive favorites, but they're still like, all right, we can see the light with the guardians and I'm going to put them in the contenders bucket only because I think they'll be in the 83 to 85 win range, which is kind of based on what we were talking about. So I will put them in there, but it's very hesitantly. Yep. Like it's very hesitant. Very fair. Very fair. Last team in the AL central Chicago white Sox. Uh, <laughs> we make fun of them a lot. They're playing better ball of late, but they still are checking in at 21 and 30. Michael Kopech looked real sharp today. As we oh, he's been this. he's been looking sharp his know, last two starts. He, looked he real, real, real. when he I saw his dad. Sharp. I saw his, real quick. I saw his dad quote tweet like they were saying Kopech was like cooked. How do you idiots look now? Basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it was it was basically that exact energy. Super funny. Love seeing the dad dunking on folks on Twitter. Uh, he looks good. Team looks good, but they're still the White Sox at 21 and 30. Where are you at? I'll make this one quick. I hope Michael Kopech dad dumps on me again or dunks on me if I but it's not even about Michael Kopech because Michael Kopech when he's on I'm like you're better than Cease dude you're amazing <laughs> but when he's off it's a freaking home run derby yeah so it's like I don't know what you're it's fun ever to watch either do. way <laughs> yeah it's fun to watch either way I, I can't believe in this team especially when Dylan Cease has taken a step back he looked better in a start against the Guardians where I didn't even think he looked that good it's just the Guardians were bailing him out runners in scoring position all the time there's nobody in the bullpen that I really love. Like I like Joe Kelly, actually. I think he's actually been nasty. And Kendall Graveman, I do trust. But like outside of that, there's not really anybody that I'm Hendricks like. Hendricks will be back hopefully soon. Yeah, Hendricks will be back, and that's somebody I trust. But like Tim Anderson has been terrible. Um, like Jake Berger struck out five times in his last game. Like I, I think it was a they nice started, start. Like they we'll started. See. Clint Frazier, who was formerly known as Jackson Frazier. Yeah, is he back to Clint? Who was formerly known as Clint Frazier. I, I, I Is he don't back know, to Clint? I, I think. Like on fan graphs, it says Clint. I think yeah. it said Clint in the lineup. Like, yeah. dude, figure it out. Just just pick <laughs> one. Like, just pick one. I I don't know why he's making us do these these exercises to try to. What if he goes? Him. What if he goes to Meta World Peace Frazier? I'd rather. I, why are we going back and forth from Jackson to Clint? Regardless, he's starting games for the White Sox. I know he was showing pretty well in AAA. Tends to happen when you've been there for five years. With all due respect to the White Sox, let's move on. Yeah, okay. Or pretenders. pretenders. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just no, like, I, I don't I believe them. I agree. AL West, Rangers, contenders, Astros, contenders. Yep. 31 and 18 Rangers, 28 and 21 Astros. Nate Lowe, Nathaniel, excuse me, if we're talking about name adjustments. Nathaniel Lowe said, it's our division to lose. I love that energy. They should have that energy. They should. They have the best run differential in the sport right now. Yeah. And and it and it's looks relatively sustainable. Angels at 27 and 23. They're four and a half back. 
they're playing good ball, all things considered. Mike Trout has been poor for his standards. Yeah, he's been you know sh- kind of shaken out of it already. It's so funny because he's at almost two F four, and we're like Mike Trout's yeah. been poor. But for his standards, he hasn't been Mike Trout. Yeah, we're judging uh, him against himself, who's Shohei like Ohtani, multiple-time MVP winner. Shohei Otani's been in a, a bit of a pitching swamp. Like mm-hmm. th- their best players have not been playing to their absolute best of their ability. But the reason why Samerson, we've liked this team all along, the role players are better. And they're even getting contributions from like Mickey Moniak, who's stepping up and hitting homers. Zach Neto, while he might not be lighting the world on fire, a 91 WRC plus and an 0.6 F4 is way more than you were going to get from Fletcher. So they're getting their holes are filled in at the very least. Um, Rendon, before he went down, like he's not what he once was, but he's a bat to ball guy. He's putting the ball in play. 126 WRC plus through his first 30 games there. Like there's just no gaping hole anymore. And I think that helps a lot. There's some guys hitting that I don't totally trust continuing to hit, but I I, I go contenders, Pete. Like this is a this yeah. is a legit team. I, I think this is the I feel like we say it every year, but I really mean it this time. This is the best Angels team we've seen in a while. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'll be quick with them because they have no other choice but to be contenders. They're gonna buy at the deadline, right? You have mm-hmm. Otani for another year. They have no choice but to be contenders. So, I mean, how long is Mike Trout gonna be youthful, right? It's not going to be much longer. He's a human being. Father time kinda. beats it all, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, LeBron James, you know, just got swept by the Duggets. Like, father time wins. So, I you have to call them a contender because unless something horrible happens, they have to compete at that level or they know that the team as they know it will be without Otani. And then when you're, with your, when you're without Otani, you're back to obscurity. So, they have to be a contender. I, last thing I'll say on them, and it, and Perry Manassi and I trust he's taken over is really only like, I think his second full season really taking over. Uh, and he inherited some terrible contracts. The smaller, smaller moves he's made have been great. Hunter Renfro, 10 bombs this year. Looks good. Uh, Urshela has been pretty solid for them filling in. Uh, I just, I like the smaller moves that he's made and the, the rotation has been pieced together pretty nicely, but res- some respect on Perry Manassian's name. I go contenders as well. We go to the Mariners. I don't think we need to spend too much time on them because we've talked about like we, we're we not too worried about them. This was your World Series pick before yeah. the year. So I, I'm sure that that has shifted a little bit, but I don't think you're like saying, oh, that this bet's toast. Like J-Rod will not be this bad. He just won't be. There, there's no world where J-Rod will be this bad. The pitching looks great. Uh, contenders for me. I'm not worried about the Mariners. Not worried either. It's just they need to hit more, right? Yeah. Let's get it going. It's been this problem. Jared Kelnick being that guy is awesome. And that's, you know, why I was like, all right, if the rest of the offense continues it and then they get that X factor in Kelnick, this could be a really good offense. The problem is I was right about one portion and wrong about the other. Kelnick's been great. The rest of the Mariners offense has been putrid. Like Julio Rodriguez, where are you? Where are you, my friend? You're supposed to be one of the best hitters in baseball. Like you've tapered off a little bit. He's going to get better. You know, you look at all the advanced stuff. I'm not going to go through it. I've gone through it before. They're all good. He's going to be fine. Ty France, same thing. Suarez, all these guys, they're going to be fine. And then obviously adding Bryce Miller is huge. Could he be the Spencer Schrider on the Braves? A lot from last year when he was a rookie, right? The unhittable fastball. He's been unreal. So when you add that to a Kirby, to a Castillo, to a Gilbert, and even Marco in the five, it's a great team. They're going to be in contention, and the odds back that up, right? When we're looking at Bet MGM, Astros are still minus one sixty to win the division. So while Nathaniel Lowe is saying it's our division to lose, Vegas is like, no, 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 it's still the Astros' division to lose. But the Rangers are going to compete. They're right there. 
plus 300. Like, that's why I'm not giving up on the Guardians because, like, the Guardians and the Rangers have the same odds to win their own divisions. Yeah. Like, if that's if that's telling you that the Guardians are out of it, like, Vegas doesn't think so. And then the Angels and the Mariners are still right there. And then, like, we can move past the A's who are plus 100,000 to win the division. I was going to say, yeah, you, I've you never seen a plus 100,000 so, in May. So, what does that mean? One dollar, you win 10 grand? Yes, I think so. Holy crap. And I, I'd rather keep my dollar. Yeah, just get a McChicken. Yeah, I'd rather. <laughs> National League East, Braves contenders, 29 and 19. The Braves are minus 550 to win the division. They are the biggest favorites tied with the Dodgers to win their own division. And like, it's they're a juggernaut. Like, they're that juggernaut. was my pick from the National League to win the World Series. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's, that's looking good, at least. The Mets, though, 25 and 24. Verlander just turned out a turned out a really good start. The youngsters are playing well. Alvarez has been great. Beatty's been great. This team is 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 good. Like I, I'm not too worried about them. I was talking about how I, I'm not that worried about them. I know we we had Fink on. We were talking about that about like what's wrong with the Mets. I think they're going to be just fine. They're 25 and 24, four and a half back. I I think without a doubt contenders. Their roster is fantastic. And again, the the youth, the injection of youth. I think is huge for this very old team. And with Alvarez looking like he's starting to settle in again, Beatty looks fantastic. Vientos. I like him in a DH role for them. This team's good. And, and David Robertson's been fantastic. I do wonder so about good. the bullpen. We'll see, but they'll go make a move. They'll go get yeah. a reliever. I, I'm, I'm all, I'm a hundred percent in on this team and they get Quintana back at some point. Yeah. Just to wrap on the Mets, they're going to be extremely active at the deadline. Like they will trade people. They will make the moves to fill in holes. So I just can't count out a team with Steve Cohen as, as the owner. I know he can't sign a free agent in the middle of the season, but what I do know is that he will overpay to help his team compete. So I can't count them out ever, honestly. And as like, as, and as cheap as it sounds like cheap in the sense of like, you know, they have a worse record than some of the people who said that maybe are pretenders or, you know, the Red Sox, for example. It's just like, how can I count out an owner who will do everything in his power? And that power in itself is so much bigger than every other owner. I just can't do it. Yeah. And and the, and the odds thing, reflect it. They're still in it. The other thing I'll say, too, is it's the best farm system they've had in a while. So yeah. They, they've got capital. They'll, yeah. they'll make some moves. Ronnie Mauricio, Mauricio is going to be gone, probably. <laughs> probably. Mauricio Vientos, yeah, Parada. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they traded Parada. Like, I could see them move any of those guys. Yeah, Jeff if they Williams. have Alvarez, like they don't need Parada, right? Not really. Yeah, so yeah. I could see them. I could see them making a lot of different moves. Next is the Miami Marlins at twenty four and twenty five. They are tr- somehow kind of fighting to tread water, given all of the injuries they've had. Obviously, Jazz Chisholm being hurt stinks for them. Trevor Rogers being hurt stinks for them. They've had guys banged up, but Luis Arias has kind of carried this team. Jorge Soler has really carried this team, honestly. I would say the, the balance of those two has been unbelievable. And then Brian De La Cruz has been pretty solid. Jesus Sanchez going down as he seemingly has this epiphany of how to hit is unfortunate. Uh, but the pitching staff still solid. Even with the struggles of Sandy, they're 24 and 25. I'm going to go pretenders because this this team – as we're recording this, they're about to start Jonathan Davis in center field. Um, they have, I think, the worst lineup of any team with more than 20-something wins. Like, it's just not even close. 
The bullpen, I actually am believing in, though. Like, I, I know it's been good, but I'm like, I think this is going to stick. Like, I think this bullpen's going to hang around and be solid. I like the pieces that they that they have there in the pen, but this team can't hit. Um, they get the big home run from Solaire. Arias is a breath of fresh air, but come on, man, this team can't hit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go pretenders on my Miami Marlins, but it is nice to see Yuri up, and Yuri does inject some life into this ball club on the pitching side, especially. All I will say about the Marlins, they're plus five thousand to win <laughs> the National League East. <laughs> Like, yeah, the Phillies are plus 1300. Like, that's what Vegas is telling you of what they think about these teams. And I think now, there's right. obviously that, you know, they have to price in the fact that the Phillies started off bad last year, then ended up making the playoffs. So they're obviously going to get some of that factored into the line, but it's still an enormous gap. They view the Marlins as the fourth best team in this division by a very solid margin. And they are, unfortunately. But look, there's a world where they stay afloat. Yeah. The problem is they have the worst catching situation in the history of baseball. And and that is not even an exaggeration. Statistically speaking, it's pretty much that. And if you watch Jacob Stelling swing a baseball bat and or catch and throw, you'll see that. And then Fortes has not been much better. So until they uh, do something about that, they're going to be in trouble. And it's a pretty difficult position to address during the year. So that's going to be tough for them. Yeah. Philadelphia Phillies, they're 23 and 26. They are the defending National League champs. They've been interesting because Trey Turner has been atrocious. Bryson Stott's come down to earth a lot. Nick Castellanos has been great, uh, which is cool to see. He's I just I just love watching Nick Castellanos. I just watched him play the other weekend in Philadelphia. He's just like something about the way he carries himself makes makes me laugh. They get Bryce Harper back. Uh, they're contenders, right? I mean they. They're contenders until they fully prove otherwise, and I don't think they've fully yeah. proven otherwise. They're, they're they're the reigning champs of the National League, and they don't have any you know, super scary gaping holes right now. I hate this team, and I mean that in the best way possible. The reason I hate this team is because I see what's on the field, and I see electrifying stuff out of the bullpen. I see an offense that I feel like has absolutely no breaks in it, where they can put up an 11 spot on you in an inning. I see Zach Wheeler, who I view as still one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. I see Aaron Nola in the same breath. I see Ranger Suarez coming back, who is now rocking a 9-8 ERA, right? I see so much freaking talent, and I know that if they sneak into the playoffs again, they're going to be one of those dark horse teams to make the World Series. And the reason I say I hate them is because they're playing so far below what they should be doing. They're like the way better version of the White Sox. Where it's like, I see the talent, but you guys just aren't winning games and you blow it. So that's the reason I say I hate them in the best way possible, because I see the light. Yeah, Just play fucking better. And yeah. it's May. And they will. Giving and them a sec. Will. And I'm still putting them in the contender bucket. But damn it. Like, stop being so shitty when you're so good, if that makes they, sense. They did the same thing last year. I, same thing last year. That's why I can't I can't say yeah. anything. It's just like, all right, I guess the Phillies are just going to win 86 games, may be the third wildcard team that win the World Series. Like, yep. what the fuck is that? Why are you that way? That's how they play, man. And and yeah. they're, they're like an NBA team in MLB, basically. Just like coast through the regular season. They're like the Heat in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Except the Heat are like gritty and like I, the Phillies are gritty. I don't know. Move I, on. I agree. I, <laughs> they I piss agree. me off mentally. Contenders, though. Contenders. <laughs> yes. Brewers. I guess we got to talk about them, even though they're in first place. We said we weren't going to really talk about first place teams, but quickly. We have. If they're to. in first place. They got to be contenders. So yeah. 
contenders. Um, Pirates at 25 and 24. They were like coming down to earth and then they kind of like shook it off a little bit. Uh, but I mean, they're, they're still the pirates. And I think over the course of 162 games, the cream will rise to the top. I will say though, Mitch Keller looks oh, like a frontline guy. Looks so. like an ace. Looks yeah, like one so. of the best pitchers in the game. I was watching, you know, I show my girlfriend cause I was watching a tread athletics came up on my TikTok feed. And I was like, look at this dude. This is Mitch Keller. And she looked at the phone, saw the pitches, and then sat up in the bed and was like, like what? Oh, and I was so like, yeah. He passed the girlfriend Dude, test? I, I got her. I got her on the Mitch Keller Tread Athletics video because wow. it's insane. Because you it's see how good the stuff is, and he's finally putting it together, and he looks unbelievable. Yoan Oviato, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Oviedo or Oviato? Oviedo, Oviedo. Oviedo. Dude is, I mean, he's got good ass stuff. Like Rowancy, I do like. Like there are some Luis Ortiz, I think, has great stuff. Like a lot of these guys, I'm like, damn, I see the window. It's it's not now, it's not but now, it's but coming. It's like they're gonna get Dylan Cruz and, and then O'Neill Cruz is gonna come back. And I'm like, shit, the pirates are gonna be good soon. Not this year, though. I put them in the pretenders bucket. Yeah, pretenders, but you you see the Ben Charrington play. See the life. Like it it's looks fun. good. They are going to be good in a little while. Like the Cardinals are gonna be looking back over their shoulders, as are the Cubs, as are the Birds, and be like, shit, they're coming. And the Reds, they're coming too. Like, this division is not similar to the American League Central. Where I look at the American League Central, I'm like, you guys are, there's a couple teams that are pretty far away, not the NL Central. Like, right now, it doesn't look good, but they're coming. So, I, I totally agree with that. Next team, Chicago Cubs, 21 and 26. Uh Matt Mervis, though, they won a game yesterday, beat the Mets. Matt Mervis, first home run at Wrigley, three ribbies. That was dope. Obviously, they're better with Mervis at first instead of uh, Eric Hosmer, who they DFA'd. But you know, Mervis is still kind of getting it going. Christopher Morrell is, by definition, standing on his head. I've never seen anything like this. I homering every day. This team, though, I, and Dansby looks really good, but... This team is just very – I think this might be the barometer for average in Major League Baseball this year. Like this yeah. might be the most average team in Major League Baseball. They're Which not is not bad. a bad thing, right? Because no. we thought they'd be, there was a possibility they'd be below average. So, again, ahead of the window, you're getting good contributions. I view them very similarly to the Red Sox. Yes. Where it's like, I think that you are not a pretender in that sense where it's like, oh, yeah, let's cast them aside. But I don't have them making the playoffs. So it's like – I'm putting you in the pretender bucket. They're pretenders. But I'm not sold on it. I just don't think you're going to make the playoffs. So I don't, and I don't think they're going to contend for the playoffs. I don't think, you know, on October, whenever the season ends, what is it, October 6th or something like that? Third, something like that. Like, I don't think they're going to be in a series to see if they make the playoffs. No. no, So I guess contender or pretender. I I can't even figure it out in my own words. uh, Pretender. I agree. Last one in the division here that we're going to talk about because the Reds, unfortunately, last place, I don't think anyone's making the case for them to be contenders. But you see the direction there, too. St. Louis Cardinals at 22 and 28. Um, <laughs> We talked about this team so much. They look better. They're showing signs of life. They've been a disaster, a dumpster fire. As bad of a start as you can humanly have through the first two months of the season, yet they sit here five and a half games back. And I think that is exactly why they're contenders. It could not have gone worse for them. Like everything hit the fan, PR wise, optically, on the field. Like in Jordan Walker, their top prospect, like everything went wrong. 
and they're five and a half back. And I think they're going to fight their way back into it. I don't know if they win the division, but you know, this isn't a team that's like, Oh my God, we're out of it two months in, you know, they're not no. 10 out. They're not 11 out. Um, and even if they the were Red Sox right now, are eight and a half out, the Blue Jays yeah. are eight and a half out and they're three games up. Like if they're in that division, the Cardinals could, you know, click in a neutral and be like, shit, it, it, it's a wrap. Not yeah. the case here. They know that they have a chance as long as they can hang around. They're contenders as long as you have multiple Hall of Famers on your team that are still playing at Arenado's not playing at that level, but he's already heating up. He's already his WRC plus is already at 105. Given where he started, that's saying a lot. Nolan Gorman has been like their Jared Kelnick. And then Paul Goldschmidt is playing like Paul Goldschmidt. So and also Paul DeYoung. What what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, he's been great. It's been yeah, great. So I, I'm in. Like they got to figure out the pitching. We talk about that perpetually, but the pitching's only going to get another one. It can't get worse. They're going to do something. Um, yeah. So I I'm going. Uh, I'm going contenders here. You have to have to go to contenders. And Vegas agrees, right? They're plus one ninety to win the division, That's even crazy. though they're in fourth, right? I wouldn't and bet it. I wouldn't. Bet I wouldn't it, bet it. Uh, yeah. That. The, Again, we talk about the at the beginning of the season. The Cardinals were minus one ten to win the division. Vegas is not your friends. While BetMGM sponsors this podcast, <laughs> they are not giving out free money on the lines. They are on bonus bets on and the use code JB fans, but they ain't giving out free lines. No. And that was the biggest trap. So, but at the same time, like who's going to win if they don't win? It's Brewers. Brewers, but like, what if they sell the deadline? Right? Like Burns has not been good in this front half. What if they're like, all right, we'll get as much as we can for him. What I if Brandon Woodruff quite- doesn't come back healthy? I don't know. Like we're saying like we think we know, but like I think truthfully, like we don't know truly what they're going to do. If they sell at the deadline, fans should riot. And riot. but like they did in good spots last year. Like I don't, don't trust this Brewers front office for anything. Like no. Cardinals fans don't trust John Mazalock, but like I do not trust what's going on there. Like Dan right, Stern's like he dropped. Yeah, what happened with that again? He, he like, like shifted to like an advisory role. I it's, I don't I, trust no. anything that they're doing in that front office. Like I like the moves that they make within the margins, and I like that they get back value. And I I believe that they're building for a future, but I don't trust them this season to build a contender in order to go for it. That's what I don't trust. Fair. Dodgers and West first place. They are so fucking good, dude. Yeah. They like they went into Atlanta and they're beating the hell out of them. Yeah, like we're recording before their game with Tony Gonsolin and and Bryce Elder and maybe the Braves just crushed them. But so far, like you went Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller against Strider and Morton and you freaking crushed them. They are still that juggernaut. They're amazing. And the odds reflect it in a division with the Padres. Dodgers are minus 550. Like there you go. It's insane because D-backs are two games back playing good ball, 29 and 21. I think with the team that's eight games up over 500, that is, and and the roster that they have, and with the way that Geraldo Perdomo is playing, that makes me feel like I don't know ball because I've been always anti-Geraldo Perdomo. There are some things in baseball that make me think that, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Geraldo Geraldo Perdomo Perdomo. is that for me, especially from a prospect lens. I hated him as a prospect. Like, I I didn't hate him in the sense of, like, this guy will never be in the big leagues. It was just, like, I didn't see a top 100 talent there. I saw a a bench player, to be honest, like, or a glove first shortstop, not a guy with a 153 WRC+. I totally whiffed on that. Totally whiffed. And he isn't whiffing at all. Like, he is fantastic. (laughs) So that that is awesome for him. Uh, to, to see and awesome for the D backs to see him performing this way. 
that that I think was a huge X factor. Cause instead of having Nick Ahmed out there for the last 25 years, just giving you nothing but DRS, like they're getting a guy that's doing a little bit of everything. The rest of the lineup's great. We've talked about it. Moreno's just starting to tap into the power now and he's hitting over 300. Like I love he's so good. Moreno. He's so, he's so good. How about that trade? Guriel's been a stud. Moreno's been a stud and Varsho has not been doing much for the it Blue made Jays. out really well so far. It's early. It's, it's early. early. Varsho's going to heat up. But like right now, as we sit here today, that is a lopsided trade. But again, it's early. I ain't judging. I'm not even going to call it a lopsided trade yet. But just based on what's happened so far Earlier is amazing for the D-backs. The pitching is the shaky area. But when yep. you've got the one-two punch of, of Gallon and Kelly... You know, that's enough to put them in the contender bucket. If no it was, you know, for them to reach their ceiling, they got they got to find another arm. They do, yeah. uh, but they're contenders. Yeah, I think like if we're talking about teams that are contend for the playoffs, they will be in the bucket. If we're talking about teams that will win in the playoffs, I don't believe in it yet. They'll, they'll get knocked around, but, but it'll be like a very for this exercise. It'll be a good learning experience, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, like the Diamondbacks might make the playoffs. That's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. I Amazing. really wish I put more on the uh, on the over win total. I re- yeah, but like no, you got to be responsible. You can't chase. Yeah, not um, a baby. Giants at twenty four and twenty five. Nope. I'll, I'll keep it simple. Casey Schmidt's the goat. I love seeing what he's doing out there. He gives them a, a, a bunch of life. This team is is full. This is a pretender team. This plus is plus twenty plus twenty five hundred to win the division. I mean, I, you know how I feel about the Giants. I, I, yeah, I. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Let's, but, let's see how a lot of these veterans are doing in August. Yeah, exactly. Like Conforto has been good. It's been nice to see. I think he's starting to get rolling, but I think they're going to trade some of these guys too. Like if they were, yeah. if they're looking at the right way, they, they they need to be cashing in on some of these dudes. JD Davis, you have a chance to sell real high. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell got into JD Davis. Sell high. Yaskramski, I bet they flip him. Uh, th- this is a team that I I think they're this is a good year for them directionally, but they got some some stuff to to work towards and figure out. Pretenders for me. Yep. Padres. That's it. That's all I got. Padres, go ahead. I don't fucking dude, I don't, know, dude. Again, one of the toughest teams to evaluate. They're plus 700 to win the division. And just, you know, to put that in perspective, the Guardians are plus 300 or whatever they are to win the American League Central. So what they're saying is that the Guardians have a way better chance of winning the Central than the Padres do of winning the West. Dude, like, I don't like this Padres team. I don't. And I said it at the beginning, I was like, they, they have a Team USA vibe to them who didn't end up winning the World Baseball Classic, where it's like they're so top heavy and then they forgot about the bottom. Like Austin Nola and Trent Grisham. Their catching and position is is is, is maybe so one, of, one of the only that's better than the Marlins. Like, or, or, or I mean, one of the only that's almost as bad as the Marlins. And Blake Snell has been horrible in the rotation. And then you have Musgrove, who, of course, will be better. And I still think Darvish is a stud. Weathers has been good in his short stints. But, like, you know, how can I buy him in the rotation if the Padres don't start him every fifth day? And then you have Michael Waka, who, you know, there's another one of these guys, a peripheral, say so you should retire. The greatest <laughs> meme, baseball meme of all He's time. He's been good, though. Like, I, of, I've been trying to fade this dude, and he keeps winning. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's courtesy of our friend of the show, Foolish Baseball. The perif- the Chad Innings eater. That's yeah. what Michael Walker is. Where it's yeah. like he's got 130 strikeouts, 200 innings, and like yeah. he just gets outs. Yeah. So I don't believe in the bullpen. I don't think it's that good. I think there's some guys who I trust, but the vast majority I don't. You know, they're 
they're like the twins with less depth. <laughs> it's just like when you're not as good starting pitching. So, and it's interesting though, like Machado, his struggles seem to be tied towards, you know, a, a hand issue, which makes a lot of sense now. Figure he comes back and he's Manny Machado. It's just so hard to say that a team with Tatis, Machado, Juan Soto, and Xander Bogarts, I agree with everything you said, though. I'll preface with that. But it's so hard for me to say a team with those guys, along with like, it's not a disaster rotation. It's definitely like underwhelming so far this year. But Darvish, Snell, he's like, he's still got to be Blake Snell, like, please. And then Musgrove, like you said, like, I got to put him in the pretenders bucket, but like, I don't feel good about it. That's just like, no. this is an on paper, I have no choice pretenders, or excuse me, contenders bucket. Excuse me. Like, this is an on paper, I have no choice contender team, but they might just disappoint us all year long. But you always problem, have to look at them that way. The problem with the Padres is that when the offense is rolling and those four are hitting, they look like the best team in baseball. I'm saying. So I think and when they're not, they look like the worst team in baseball. They're they're kind of similar to the Phillies, but the Phillies are deeper. And the Phillies at least have precedent. Yeah, I mean, this team is not really proven too. I mean, they had they a nice little run last year, ran into the Phillies, but they ran into the Phillies, who like they, you know add Xander though. Like you think they'd be better. So I, I'm gonna give them a little bit more time before I really, really get worried, but it's been a bad start, objectively bad. Um, Soto looks really good though, which is which is great news. Tatis now back and fully into the the swing of things. They're contenders as long as those guys are on the team, but they might be the the phoniest contenders because it's all on paper, really. I'm calling them pretenders. Wow. I am. Woo. I don't I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. And maybe I'll come back to eat those words. Nah, I respect it. I really I do, do not like watching this team. I respect they it. put up horrible ABs and like they might out talent and they might just get hot and in the middle of the summer and then they end up making the playoffs. But like, and I'll see come playoff time, but like they might be a team I fate. Like I am, but then again, the bottom of the lineup could get hot in the playoffs and then they go on a crazy run. That's why baseball is the best because you never truly know what's going to happen. But yeah. I do not believe in this team. Pretenders for me. And I was about to go to the Rockies and I get a text that pops up on my computer. It's from Colby Olson, host of the Just Fantasy Show. Go check that out for those who play who play fantasy baseball. Colby and Clay, they crush it. They will help you win your league. He just texted me. Literally, I'm about to talk about the Rockies. I don't really understand why the Rockies even draft pitchers in the first round of the draft. <laughs> None of them are going to be good. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, you you made a post I think, or, or maybe Jack did about like Chase Dolet or going to Colorado. I was like, oh, just that would it. suck. Yeah. Like that would suck. <laughs> like, damn it. Dude, could you imagine if you're you're a pitcher and you get drafted by the Rockies? It's like you just got sent to the moon. Like you just got fucked. So let's talk about so rare now because we went through all yeah. of them. But I yeah. want to ask about a certain Rockies first rounder. I don't know if you have the stats pulled up on him, but he got drafted last year. I assume you know the name. But let's talk about so rare first because the league has been just awesome right now. I drafted my entry. I'm doing pretty damn well. I'm yeah. doing pretty damn well. Sandy gave me some good starts. Even Scherzer looked better. And then drafting Acuna has just been awesome. Like my team, yeah. my team is up there. So again, for for a reminder on so rare MLB draft your team for free, and you can enter our league, which it's going to officially like the next one officially roll on the. 28th i believe i will confirm that in a second but it's every week so if you miss this next competition you can join the next one after that and there's multiple competitions technically 
every single week. It's every three to four days. Um, but it's so much fun. You draft your team for free. You finish each competition. You get prizes. You get cards as rewards. And like Ben Bellotti, our our, our king, uh, who's the, the, the guy behind our YouTube, he drafted his team for free and it finished so high that he actually won a limited card as a reward. If you get enough limited cards and you can set a lineup with limited cards, you can win even more prizes of, of higher quality things and continue to get you know limited card rewards. So my limited team obviously is not nearly as good as my uh, common team because the common cards are free and that's who you draft with your 120 diamond budget. With the limited team, you you buy those cards. So I'm always looking for like the underrated players. And limited is where, you know, I want to try to get some of the the really big rewards there. Um, specifically on this limited team, Peter, I, I need to upgrade. We've talked about it. <laughs> I started Michael Renzen on the bump today because he cost me $3. Um, he gave me some decent numbers. I picked up Jesus Luzardo for like $6. Okay. What do we, what do we think here? Like I, I want, because <laughs> <laughs> here's the team. Who's the one guy you would boot from this from this lineup right now? Okay. And I think I know what your answer is going to be. <laughs> Michael Lorenzen on the mound, but that also is Jesus Lazardo. That's also Graham Ashcraft, all of which have been stinking for me. I got Kendall Graveman in relief, Yandy Diaz, Luis Arias, Alex Verdugo, who's been awful for me this competition, Vinny Pascantino, and Brendan Donovan, who's been the best for me this competition. Yeah. Who do you boot? This is my all-grinder team here, but who, who are you booting from this? I mean, I like your offense. It would just have to be on the starting pitching side. Like Lorenzen is, it would have to be one of the two starters because there's no one who I would boot offensively, right? I mean, who would you boot offensively? I, I like your whole offense. It's just the starting pitching. Where I'm like, eh, maybe why? That's why your offense is so good. <laughs> who's who's a pitcher I should buy stock in then on the so rare team? Um, oh, I'm also looking at the JB leaderboards right now, and in first place is pinstriped gator so there's a competition in our league that finishes up in in a day and then again by the time you're listening to this podcast click the link in the description if you want to join draft your team and it'll it'll submit you into our league whenever you join just any competition if you use our link it'll automatically put you in our league um yeah, we got a lot of people in this league. This is awesome. Uh, we'll is be giving awesome. away merch in some of the weeks and giving away other prizes as well. So definitely come hang out and join our league. We got 58 folks in here for the first time around. It's pretty fun. Um, but get back in here and, and come play with us. And again, the limited competitions, you can win an MLB TV subscription. I bought you some time, Peter. I need a relatively low budget pitcher because I'm not trying to, to break the bank on an arm. I'm looking through it right now. Um, trying to find guys. Because right, it's matchup dependent, right? Because these things are going to change. Yeah, but it's also for the whole year. Like when I pick up the card, I got the guy all year. So like gets out skies are great. Like is Braxton Garrett a pickup? Weirdly enough, I know this is weird. I've liked what I've seen from Chase Anderson. And I know that he's going to be a dollar. He's not going to be much. But the way he pitches in cores works, which you rarely find. And I'm like, all right, I see the vision here. I don't think this is a horrible addition by the Rockies. I'm in. I need just like going to be a dollar. Yeah, he's going to be a dollar, maybe less. less. Might be 60 cents. He might be 60 cents. Like. 
that's a guy who I'm like, all right, he's probably going to finish the year with a 4-4 ERA. And like, there are guys who are going to be much more expensive who will also finish the year with a 4-4 ERA. Well, it, what's so cool about this too is like, if you bought Brent Rooker's limited card before the season, you probably could have got it for like 50 cents. And now they're probably selling for, I don't know, 20, 30. I have no idea how much money, but more than 50. Here, here's what I'll say about Chase Anderson. When I see Chase Anderson, I'm like, I don't know if I trust another Rockies pitcher more than him right now. If I can get him for like a buck, I need starting pitching depth because some of the competitions doesn't line up with my guy's starting pitching schedule. And then I got to throw somebody in there. So I'll do it. And by the way, I'm in 11th right now in the just baseball league behind a few folks. Seeing if anybody actually has their name. Hunter Tidwell is the only like actual name. All the other ones are like crazy username. So Hunter Tidwell, if you're listening, you're in second place. Pretty impressive. But Pinstripe is way up there at 183, which is nuts because Vladdy's given him 42 points. He's gotten 37 from Luis Castillo, 59 from Jordan. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So draft your team, have some fun, join our league. It's a blast. Prospect report. Let's do this as quick as this is going to be the quickest prospect report ever because we have kept you guys for so long, but I'm excited to do this because there are a lot of guys performing. Gabriel Hughes on the Rockies. I see he's got a 7-1-8 ERA and a (laughs) 3-8-7. What's going on with him? The first round pick for the Rockies. That's this is what happens, dude. Exactly. Like literally why Colby texted me this like Gabriel Hughes. I loved him. I I still like him, but like he just got drafted by the worst team possible. I think Hughes is fine. You look at the peripherals, 31% strikeout rate. He's getting a ton of ground balls in zone. Whiff rate is super high. He looks great. He's just, he's just getting bombed in bad environments. He has to pitch in like Spokane, 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 whatever, however you say that. Spokane. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's got to pitch in a lot of bad environments in high A out there in the West side. So I, it's insane to me. He looks good. He, he's just a guy that like may never have good minor league numbers and then they'll bring him up and he's like a good arm. So I, it, he's just a victim of circumstance in my opinion. I, I actually think Hughes is really solid. Let's keep going. Who else okay. is uh, catching your so, eye? So performers right now, it, there's a few guys that I, I was really excited to talk about. Um, and, and honestly, I want to highlight the Tulsa drillers because the Tulsa drillers, Double A affiliate for the Dodgers. This might be the most dominant double A pitching staff in the history of baseball. Wow. They, let me let me read you through some of their stats here. And I'll, and I'll highlight the names, but first just check out these stats. So at their team starting pitcher ERA, 1.79. Their team as a whole strikeout rate, 30%. They're giving up less than a home run per game. Their 45% ground ball rate is the highest in the league. Opponent batting average of 192. Emmett Sheehan has been insane. And that's guy. That's the guy that's kind of been pacing them. Sheehan is the next guy up in this Dodgers system. Then they've got a dude named Kyle Hurt, who they got from the Marlins as a throw-in in that Dylan Floro deal. Um, and, and that, is he uh, awesome? Alex, oh, dude, is he awesome? <laughs> He's thrown 23 innings this year. 48% strikeout rate, 6% walk rate. His fastball is averaging 97. He entered this uh, year as like Fangraph's 41st ranked prospect in their system. Something clicked. Landon Knack. Oh, oh, sorry. I should highlight. Let me just take you through these guys' numbers. Nick Frasso. They got him in a bullshit trade for, for Mitch uh, Mitch White. Mitch White. Blue Jays. Yep. Nick Frasso. 26 and two-thirds innings. 1.01 ERA. 35% K rate. 5% walk rate. Before Kyle, you move on. I remember so clearly, and I know listeners of the Just Baseball Show do too. When we went over that trade, 
you were like, hey, I like Nick Frosso a lot. Like, do not sleep on that arm. I'm surprised the Blue Jays gave him up. Look at him now, arm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. That actually is nuts. That is, nuts. I, did, I didn't expect this, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hurt, 1.170 all right, 23 innings, 48% K rate, and a 6% walk rate. Landon Knack, 1.590 all right, 30% K rate, 5% walk rate. Nick Nestrini, 255 ERA and a 25% strikeout rate, 9% walk rate. And then Emmett Sheehan, 166 ERA, 45% K rate, 11% walk rate. This, and that's not even including River Ryan, who has a 217 striking out 23% of batters. This is one of the most dominant rotations I've I've seen. I, I, I don't know how they are able to do this. They are unfair. They are a joke. Um, the, the Dodgers... Like they're not they're not slowing down anytime soon, dude. It's it's actually absurd. It's like why even bring back Arias? <laughs> like just let he's going to be a free agent. Like let him walk because you have four more of them in the minor leagues. I mean, not actually. You know, these it's nice to see minor league numbers, but it just goes to show that the Dodgers can just spawn these guys. We saw what Bobby Miller did in his debut, oh. right? Gavin Stone has been a little bit slower, right? He has not looked very good, but he projects as a great starter. And then they have Miller, and then Bueller is going to be back soon, and. It's so, you know, so although dumb. probably somehow turn Syndergaard into a freaking Cy Young in a couple of months. Now they probably would do that. that one, like, I, I would be surprised. Finally, the ship that sailed. But I yeah. agree. Like I, nothing would surprise me anymore. Jackson Holiday. Holy shit. This guy already between high A, low A and high A. This is really his full season debut. 395, 519, 698 slash line. It's a 1216 OPS. He leads all of minor Whoa. league baseball. Leads all of minor league baseball. There's some batted ball luck in there. I don't give a shit because even if you're lucky and you lead all of minor league baseball in, in, in OPS, you, you're very, very good with a little bit of luck. 20% walk rate, 17% K rate. This guy will be everybody's top three, top two, maybe even number one prospect very soon, at least still my top dog. But you're going to see Jackson Holiday get thrown up on everybody's lists. Jackson Holiday's that guy. Yeah, um, give me Ellie, though. I mean, look at the Orioles, though, man. Like, it wasn't like Jackson Holiday was like the slam dunk number one pick. They they are the greatest, probably the greatest bet in just baseball history. Yeah, us as yeah. a company betting plus eleven hundred on Jackson Holiday to go number one overall. I need. I will that always I remember I that bet. Everything else, I think I missed everything else, so I needed that money bad. No, no, um, we we hit a few. We went yeah. like Jackson Holiday was the big winner. Then we went like two and two, so we went three and two and went up a ton because yeah, of that Jackson plus Holiday eleven hundred. Junior Caminero, yeah. I think I've talked about him, but dude, holy crap, is that nineteen year old going off in high A? And then Henry Davis, interesting uptake here because Henry Davis looks unbelievably good. Crazy power. The bat to ball skills continue to, to get better and better. 296, 445, 617 slash line. But wow. they've got Andy Rodriguez, right? So Andy is in triple. Henry is in double. Henry doesn't need to be in double anymore. He's walking as much as he strikes out and has a 1,000 OPS, but they want them both to catch. Now, Henry's playing a little right field. And it's mm. not because he's incapable as a catcher. He's just not as good as Andy. And I think they want to get him some reps in right because I think at the big league level, it's going to be the closest thing we've seen catching situation-wise in a couple of years to, to the Blue Jays, which is you have two top 10 catchers. One maybe is not as good defensively as the other, but one is very offensively driven. You want both bats in the lineup as much as you can. And he's the better defender. Henry Davis plays a little right. He DHs, he catches two times a week. We talk about the Pirates' vision. I see the Pirates vision, man. <laughs> like, this is fun. And Henry Davis is a hose for an arm. I think he could settle into right. Pirates, man. It's coming. 
and it's going to come like a storm because they're going to get Dylan Cruz. I think he's going to be up so soon. Oh, he's. I, I think he's just going to. He's going to fly. They might start him in double. They'll probably play a week in high. He'll go straight to double, and he'll cruise from there. And then he'll be in triple by the end of the season. Then he's up by. Joke. He's just. He's so fucking good. He I, is so good. Here's a college guy that's going to fly up. One of the last guys I'll talk about real quick. Drew Gilbert. Late first rounder, Astros steal of the draft, I think. Uh, I saw him on the backfields, love what I saw, Tennessee kid. Not that big, he's 5'9", 5'10", strong, fast, great field to hit, already up in double A in his first full season, and he's raking. Between high A and double A, 357, 439, 620 slash line, 19% K rate. Um, He just held his own against the Tulsa Drillers, which that's like my ringer test. Now, anytime a good prospect is, is is going against the Tulsa Drillers, I watch. If you don't suck in that series, you're valid. Like, I, I'm paying attention to you now. Um, and then the last guy is Heston Kerstad. What a story. 314, 394, 628 slash line in double A after, you know, dealing with myocarditis, inflammation of the heart. Just mashing baseballs. He is down in the pecking order because they've got, other guys just mashing at every single level. They've got Colton Kowser, who's hitting even better than him somehow in AAA. Kowser should get called up relatively soon, hitting 330 with a ton of power. I think Kerstad could be one of the best trade chips of any prospect on the market if the Orioles are looking to make a splash. Kerstad is really damn good. I love just sitting here and listening. <laughs> I do. I love it. Because, <laughs> like, obviously, like, I can go to Fangraphs, but, like, I don't have the context that you have. Yeah. Right. I'm busy, you know, watching the major leagues so much. I'm making my bets, all that kind of stuff. And I'm really tapped into major league baseball, you know, but your insight into the minor leagues is as valuable as anything in, in the world. So I love <laughs> it. Yeah, literally Thank like, you. I mean, it's because, I mean, you're so right on so many different prospects. Like I even saw you getting some love on Twitter. Like I think MLB or some big time prospect publication. They're like, Ellie De La Cruz is now the number one prospect. And they're like, just baseball at first. Yeah, we've, we've had it. Like, it's yeah. like, it's been here. So shout out you, shout out the prospect report. Love listening to it. I appreciate it, man. And you just gassed me up. You just got me so, so amped up. I got to give you one more name. Jonathan Class A, Mariners. Holy shit. I think he swiped 32 bags, 11 home runs. He's added two miles per hour to his 90th percentile. He's already dwarfing his max exit velocity from before switch hitter great defender and center flies might be a 70 to 80 grade runner and it's all coming together double a just turned 21 i think it was like yesterday or the day before so happy belated to jonathan class a he is sick as well dynasty folks like pick him up in your leagues jonathan class a sick player now i'm good you want to leave that'll us out? do it <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the just baseball show Best way to support is to go get your Just Baseball merch. That is in the episode description. Another great way to support is to download BetMGM and support yourself because they're giving out bonus bets for everyone who uses code JBFANS when you download. Wager $10 on any MLB Moneyline and receive $100 in bonus bets. But then every Wednesday and Saturday, they load more bonus bets into your account. And if you don't want to spend a dime and you're not a gambler and you're sick of all the money conversations, no worries at all. If you could rate this podcast five stars, whether that be on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, it's a great way to support this show. Continue so we can continue to give you as many free episodes for until the end of time. Yes. But we can't do it without all of your support. So again, greatly appreciate you guys listening. That was the Thursday episode. And with that, thank you, everybody. 